Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today. Therapy Chat Podcast, Episode 422. This is the Therapy Chat Podcast with Laura Reagan, LCSWC. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. And now, here's your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. Hi, welcome back to Therapy Chat. I'm your host, Laura Reagan, and today I'm so honored to bring you a guest who I have, I met over 10 years ago and who practices in my local area, but we recently reconnected as we'd both been so busy building our practices that we didn't really do a good job of looking up and connecting, at least I didn't, (laughs) with each other after that. But we recently reconnected and I'm so glad we have because Dr. Aaron Kinney is doing really important work and this information is really valuable. This is part of our ongoing series of discussing women's health at midlife. This is the last episode about that for now, but there's a lot of great information here that is really important to know to understand the connection between chronic stress and wellness, which is a pretty much an underlying theme of most of what we talk about on Therapy Chat because developmental trauma or childhood trauma is chronic stress. So, and of course, there are many other ways that people can have chronic stress. But let me tell you about our guest. Dr. Aaron Kinney is a naturopathic doctor speaker, author, and podcast host who helps stressed out patients improve their mood, balance their hormones, and increase their energy. She's incredibly passionate about teaching her patients to understand why stress causes so many problems in the body and how they can change their response to stress so they can take back control in both their bodies and in their lives. Dr. Kinney currently runs a private practice in Annapolis, Maryland, where she specializes in treating patients with chronic health conditions related to hormonal and nervous system imbalances. In addition to her practice, she offers workshops, retreats, and online programs. And I loved my conversation with Erin. There was so much valuable information that she shared. She explained the connection between cortisol as a stress hormone and cortisol as an energy hormone and how you can kind of take control of your cortisol with, she, she gave many examples of things you can do that make a difference. And they're easy things, really, just lifestyle changes. But also, she explained why chronic stress can cause us to have a crisis in our feminine hormones as women. This happened to me. And it was hard to understand, even when people, a a few providers tried to explain it to me uh, then, and I kind of got it, but I really love the way that Erin breaks it down, explains it really clearly. And I talked a little bit about that when I had my health crisis in 2015, what happened for me and, you know, what my journey back from that kind of looked like a little bit. I didn't go into deep detail about it. I feel like I will share about that much more one day. It just never seems like the right time. So 
I'm really excited for you to hear this conversation. I thought the information that Aaron shared, it's accessible, but it's really complex information. And the way she makes it accessible is just through her clear explanations. I really appreciate that. So before we get into my conversation with Aaron, I want to tell you that if you haven't heard, there's something really exciting I'm doing next month at Psychotherapy Networker, the, the huge therapist conference that takes place in Washington, D.C. every year for decades, 40 years. I'm going to be there live along with amazing lineup of speakers, just like always. So many of the guests that I've had on Therapy Chat over the years have presented there and will be presenting there this year. Some teachers and, and therapists and authors whom I speak about and speak to frequently, including Linda Ty, Ariel Schwartz, Deb Dana, Leslie Korn, Dr. Sabrina Nadaye will be there. And I love her work. I can't wait to hear her speak. She hasn't been my guest yet, but I hope that we can make that happen. Jules Taylor Shore, who's next week's guest, will be one of the speakers. There are so many and they're, they're wonderful. So, but I'm going to be there live. This is the part I didn't say. I'm going to be there live podcasting and I'm going to be interviewing many of these speakers. I've already lined up to interview Ariel and Deb and most likely Jules, as long as the timing can work and Linda, and there will be many others. I hope to do a number of interviews there and they'll all be live streamed. There'll be the ability for audience participation. I hope if all the technology works the way I'm hoping it will. And so you can participate, you can be there and watch live and ask questions and give comments. And um, I can't wait for this. It's such a fun thing that I'm partnering with Pessy to do to help the, the people who are watching at home be able to be even more actively engaged in and um, participating in the conference like they're there in person um, by being able to watch these interviews live. It's almost like being behind the scenes because one of the things about Psychotherapy Network that makes it so great is that when you're walking through the halls of the conference hotel, you're seeing all the speakers, everyone's just all together and you run into so many people. It's called the networker for a reason. There's so much networking. And not like, oh, you know, refer, send me referrals, but like getting to know other people and being interested in their work. For me, that's something that really lights me up and keeps me excited about our work. So I love this conference and I can't wait to be there. It's, it's actually called Psychotherapy Networker Symposium. I'm just calling it a conference, but that is really exciting. And I'm so, so eager to see how it's all going to turn out. And um, these episodes will be recorded and they'll be released as podcast episodes too. So even if you're not able to watch the live recordings as they're being recorded, you'll get to hear and see them when they're released as therapy chat episodes. So that's a very exciting thing that's happening. And if you haven't registered yet, but you want to be there, it's it's virtual and in person. So you can watch it from anywhere. And there's a link in the show notes that you can sign up and save $50 on your, on your registration if you would like to do that. So um, yeah, Lindsay Gibson will be there. It's so, it's so, I can't even tell you, I don't have the list in front of me. There are so many exciting speakers. So wanted to be sure to tell you about that. And also just to mention quickly that I just want to express some gratitude. I'm here in San Diego now. Um, I'm going to do the TTN call here in about an hour and a half. And then after that, I'll be heading to the airport. But I was here and I met up with two Trauma Therapist Network members last night. We had dinner and they got to know each other and made fun plans to hang out with each other. And the previous evening, while I was still in San Francisco, where I had assisted Linda with um, one of her workshops, which was a beautiful honor. I, I got to have dinner with several TTN members, Dr. Barbara Maresca, John Lee, LMFT, Crystal Ying, LMFT. And we were joined by John Edwards, who's not a Trauma Therapist Network member, but he's, a, he's someone I've known for years as well and who's 
a brain spotting trainer who has done so much to bring more BIPOC folks into brain spotting. And he, he takes trainings all around the world. He was talking about doing one in Senegal. It's so cool. So it was so fun to be with John. He's just such a fun and light person. Always enjoy being with him. And it was synchronistically. Oh, I also got to have lunch the, the same day with Dr. Sharon Martin, another previous therapy chat guest who's been on many times. She'll be coming on again later this year to talk about one of her new projects. That's really exciting. But seven years prior on the exact same day, February 26, 2017, Sharon, John, and I met in person for the first time in San Francisco, the first time I ever came to San Francisco. So it was just really synchronistic that I was able to see both of them, even though we weren't together, the three of us, because that didn't work out timing-wise. It was really cool that we happened to be together on the same day seven years later. You know, I don't know what that was about, but I see you, universe. So let's get into my conversation with Dr. Aaron Kenny. I hope you'll find it informative. And until next time, be well and talk to you soon. Hi, welcome back to Therapy Chat. I'm your host, Laura Reagan. And today I am really excited and honored to be speaking with my colleague and friend, Dr. Aaron Kinney. Aaron, thank you so much for being my guest on Therapy Chat today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm pleased to be here. Oh, that's wonderful. And I, I've, you know, you and I are in the same local area and I've known you and of your work for a while now, several years. And the holistic, natural path isn't the most prevalent here, although there's a, a strong, a strong energy of people who are interested in integrative and functional approaches to healing. But having people in the local area who provide this these important services, especially what we're going to be talking about, which is hormones and thyroid support and all of those things. I know for myself, it's been a lifesaver. So I really want our audience, which is mostly therapists and other people in the helping professions and people who want to heal. I want them to hear the importance of this because it's just not spoken about enough. So before we get into it, though, let's just start off by you telling our audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Sure. So I'm a naturopathic doctor and I specialize in treating stressed out men and women with hormonal imbalances. And I've been doing it for almost 15 years. And I got into this line of work because when I was in my early 20s, I went through a period of severe depression. I couldn't get out of bed. I gained about 30 pounds. I was crying constantly. After several months, my parents were like, hey, you should go see your primary. I go to see my primary. And he, without even asking any questions, like, oh, you're depressed. And, you mm -hmm. know, pushed me a prescription for an antidepressant. And I left the office feeling really, really just down. I thought, there's, there's got to be something else. I'd, I had gone from being this, like, marathon runner in college. And I was super happy all the time. And I I drastically changed my diet about a year before the depression hit. I'd become a vegan. And I was like, maybe there's, like, something clearly had to have changed. And so I was in therapy. I'm a big fan of therapy, always have been. And my therapist at the time, you know, was kind of telling her what had happened. And she goes, you know, I think you should go see this natural doctor. She's like, I'm not quite sure what he does. I had lunch with him last week, but he seems like he might be someone you want to talk to. So, and he's a guy that's still in practice. He's a good friend of mine. And I, at this point, I went to go see him. He ran a whole bunch of tests, tested all my nutrient levels, checked my hormones, looked at my adrenal glands, which we'll chat a lot about today. And... When we got the results back, I was low in a bunch of nutrients. My hormones were completely out of balance. And I'll explain what that means. And I had what we call adrenal fatigue. So my cortisol levels were really, really low. I was basically depleted in every sense. So I worked with him for a few months. And after about six weeks, I was almost 80% better. I stopped crying. I started losing weight. I was able to get out of bed. I felt, you know, hope again about life. I ended up quitting my job kind of through his counsel. I was not in a great job that I had to like. And I went to go to a recruiting company to have them help me find a new job. And they ended up hiring me to do temporary recruiting. So I was like, well, this sounds cool. I got to interview people all day long. I love talking to people. I interviewed close to 100 people every day. Ooh. And about six months into the job, my boss sat me down and she's like, this isn't the right profession for you. And she was very good at, you know, putting people in their profession. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? Am I doing a bad job? And she's like, no, 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 you're doing a great job. But you keep bringing me these resumes. And 
before you tell me about their job skills, you're telling me about their health. She's like, yeah, I would bring a resume and be like, listen to this woman. She had lupus and she had all these symptoms and she didn't leave her job because of this, this and this. And the boss was like, I don't really care that she has lupus. I want to know if she can do the job, but you clearly do. So, anyway, so at that point, you know, I was like, maybe I should think mm. about going back to med school. So I went and had lunch with the doctor who treated me. And I was like, you know, how do I do this? What is this? What does this look like? And funny he actually told me not to do it he's like it's going to be an uphill battle no one knows what this is you're going to have to run your own business he's like I don't know it's not for everyone and I was like that sounds great I love a battle (laughs) give me a challenge so give me a challenge so I didn't listen to him and like I said he's a good friend of mine and I went back to naturopathic school and now that's what I do you know I help people that are feeling really low depleted and the and a little bit discouraged by Western medicine because they felt like they were just kind of brushed aside. And the majority of my patients that come in are typically at kind of their wit's end. They're like, you know, I really don't feel good. I've either had a bunch of labs tested that look quote unquote normal, or my doctor has just told me it's just stress. You're just stressed. And the interesting thing about that answer is probably the stress is one of the reasons why you don't feel good. But we don't want to write it off. We don't want to be like, it's just stress. So and a lot of what I do is I, I teach a lot. I teach my patients like what stress actually does to the physical body and how we can help unwind some of that. So the body doesn't, the physical body isn't in such a reactive state. And there are things we can do. And, you know, one of the biggest things that I think I teach is a lot of women will come in and they're, you know, they have maybe problems with their menstrual period. They're having PMS. They don't feel good. They might get something like PMDD where they're so low before their period. And they think, oh, this must be an estrogen progesterone. Something is wrong with my sex hormones. And maybe something is wrong with the sex hormones. But the majority of the time, it's either a thyroid or it can be an adrenal issue. And this is because all of our, the majority of our hormones, with the exception of thyroid, they're all what we call steroidal hormones. So they're all similarly shaped and they have a similar makeup. And so, for example, your body, if it doesn't have enough cortisol, and I'll talk about cortisol in a minute, it it will then, if it needs it to do something, you know, to respond to stress, it will steal from your progesterone levels and it will shunt it over to cortisol. So we have this, what we call pregnenolone steal. So we'll get a drop in some of these sex hormones, but it's really not a problem with your ovaries. It's not a problem. It's really a problem with your adrenals. And when we have that low level of cortisol, it can be from chronic stress. And so cortisol, it is, we think of it typically as the stress hormone. Usually when I teach and I ask, what do you think of when you first hear cortisol? Like, oh, stress, it's bad. We don't want cortisol. And we don't want too much cortisol, but cortisol really isn't entirely the stress hormone. It's really the hormone your body makes to give you energy to deal with stress. So it's really more of an energy hormone. It's what wakes you up in the morning. You know, when you wake up in the morning naturally because you've got enough sleep, it's it's the peak of cortisol that gets you out of bed. And, you know, when, you, when you've had a good night's sleep and you wake up and you're ready to take on the day, that energy, that's from cortisol. So the other thing that cortisol does, and, it's, you know, it's a really, really important molecule. It's our body's natural steroid. Prednisone is synthetic cortisol. So if you've ever taken prednisone or a steroid because your body can't handle something, you have, an, you know, have a rash that gets out of control or you get bronchitis that your airways can't, you know, some, something similar like that. It's typically prednisone works because it's giving your body like a bunch of cortisol. Your body naturally uses cortisol to reduce inflammation in the body, just like prednisone would. So again, it's really important to have cortisol. And similar to blood sugar, to glucose, we don't want too much. Too much cortisol will cause problems, but too little cortisol causes arguably even more problems. And the majority of the patients that I see, you know, they've, they come in and they know, hey, I'm really stressed. And they know that stress has had an impact on how they're feeling. And when we go over their labs, I'm like, okay, here your, here's your cortisol level. It's really, really low. And they're like, what? I thought my cortisol levels would be high. I'm like, no, actually they're low. And that's why you're tired. And that's why your hormones are. So in today's world, most of us have been chronically stressed, particularly the last few years, given what we've all been through. Absolutely. But even like I have some patients that will come in, you know, and they'll tell me, I'll ask about their stress levels. I'm going to say, well, I'm not stressed. They'll say like, you know, I've got enough money. I've got a great job. My kids are great. But just the pace of life that they live at is stress to the body. And, you know, your body, it doesn't, the, the type of stress doesn't matter. It could be a child screaming in your back seat. It could be an email from a boss. It could be someone almost hits you in a car. You might have varying amounts of hormones produced based on the intensity. But 
stress is stress is stress. You will get the same exact physiologic response when there's a stressor presented to the brain. And you guys all probably know this process really well, but you know, the amygdala sends out a, oh, we need to go into fight flight. This is definitely, this is something that's stressor. It sends a signal to the hypothalamus that pumps out cortical releasing hormone, which then goes to the adrenals. And it's like, hey, adrenals, make some cortisol and some adrenaline. We need energy to respond to this. But what's supposed to happen, and here's where kind of like the nuance or the, I think the most important part is once your body is safe from that acute stressor, once that's dealt with, that same cortisol molecule is supposed to go back to the hypothalamus. And there's a receptor there. It's called a glucocorticoid receptor. And that, I like to call it the off button. That cortisol will bind to that receptor and that turns off further production of cortisol. So the cortisol, the hormone that gives you energy and the quote unquote stress hormone that turns you on, it's actually the same hormone that actually turns that stress response off and allows you to go back into your, you know, your parasympathetic state. But what will happen is if you consistently push the stress trigger. So I love to use the example of March of 2020. We all remember that really fun month, right, where our amygdalas were getting triggered every 10 minutes, like this is happening, this is happening. So your body being as wise as it is, it will sometimes downregulate the production of that off button because it's like, I'm not sure why I would turn off. She's just going to turn me back on five minutes from now. So I'm going to stay pumping she out needs cortisol because right she needs now. it. She needs this right now. And, you know, and almost when you're in that, you're in that state and everyone's probably been in a state like this, you're going through kind of a, a longer set of stress, whether it was the pandemic or maybe you're going through a move or you have a new job divorce. or you're going through a divorce or yeah, any sort of big, you know, life change, the body will will protect you and it keeps you in that, right? It's a protective mechanism. It's like, hey, I'm going to keep you, I'm going to keep you up energy, you know, on alert. But again, if we don't make those receptors anymore, and this is very similar to how someone develops type 2 diabetes when we stop making insulin receptors, you will then, your body will just consistently be pumping out cortisol to keep you up, which is fine. And your body can keep that up for a certain amount of time. But what will happen is I like to say that cortisol is a very metabolically expensive molecule to make. All steroidal hormones are. It takes a lot of energy for the body to build them. And if you're in chronic fight-flight state and you're not resting, guess what? Your body's going to eventually run out of what it needs to build more cortisol. So I kind of like to use this currency analogy. I like to explain to my patients that let's pretend cortisol is the currency in which your body uses to do just about anything. It gives you energy to do things. It's going to allow you to fix things in your body. It's it's what your body, it's the currency your body needs to spend on life. When you sleep at night or when you rest, that is when you earn said currency or the cortisol, right? When you do anything else, you're spending it. So if you go through a time of a high spend rate and you're not sleeping very much, what will happen, right? And, and everyone knows this, you know, everyone who's balanced a budget. If you spend more money than's coming in, you will go into debt. And so what tends to happen, and this is why most of my patients' cortisol levels are low, is that they were in a prolonged period of time where they were pumping out so much cortisol. And now the body's like, I don't have much of that. I don't have much going on. And so, and then in terms of our other hormones, it, you know, again, I explained that, you know, where the progesterone gets shunted to cortisol, your body will essentially start to rob Peter to pay Paul. It will steal from the other sex hormones in order to keep cortisol levels in a normal range. If you don't have enough cortisol, if it gets below a certain level, you cannot get out of bed. You're, and I'm sure, you know, everyone listening, you may know someone who has, you know, chronic fatigue syndrome. Typically, chronic fatigue syndrome is extremely, extremely burnt out adrenals. They have, they make no cortisol and they can't do much. And that's kind of when that, like if your body were a bank, this is the other part of the analogy I use is, you know, when we first are tired and we have to go through the day, we drink caffeine, right? Or we take a stimulant. That's basically like spending money on a credit card. And like any bank, They'll let you, you know, they'll let you take out a loan, but there will come a point where if, <laughs> you're going to pay a price if you for it, don't though. pay the money back. The <laughs> bank is eventually going to be like, I'm sorry, we're not going to give you any more loans. You better just rest. And so it was kind of a very long winded opening to this, <laughs> this conversation. That's OK. I'm, I'm right here with you, but I want to ask you something. So I'm dying to say sure, something when you're ready. It. No, go for it. It's a good stopping point. OK, well, if it's OK, I'd like to tell you a little bit about something that I went through. I wasn't expecting to bring this up, but it just matches up so much with what you're talking about. And I think it could kind of frame our discussion a little bit more specifically to something that I know a lot of the listeners will be seeing in their clients too, and probably experiencing themselves. I want to talk about the being a child and living in a chronically stressful situation, like being abused or not having 
enough food or not enough safety, not security where you knew, you know, things were chaotic and you just never really knew what was going to happen. And most of that does describe some of the things that I went through when I was a kid, but also a very important loss, an attachment loss that I had when I was six, my mom left. And so that was something that's always like under the surface. I was still safe. I still had other people. She was still in my life. She still loved me. So I had, you know, like almost enough, almost enough of what I needed, but not really completely what I needed. And fast forward, I become a therapist. I'm striving, 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 pushing, 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 building my private practice, getting, you know, getting my master's degree, building my private practice, learning about trauma, blah, 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 raising kids, oldest child goes to college. And I see this in so many of my own clients that when their oldest, their first kid goes to college, suddenly the attachment injuries burst back onto the scene. So it was like in the same summer, my dog died and my oldest went to college and suddenly I gained 40 pounds and I couldn't get out of bed. And I was like, what's wrong? What's happening? Like I've already prepared for this. I knew this was coming. I've been, you know, I'm in therapy. I'm not ignoring how this could be impacting me. I know because of the loss in childhood that this is going to be hard for me. But, but at the same time, I'm very, you know, like having this whole physiological experience that I can't explain. I don't understand. And then I go to the doctor start having these hot flashes, go to the doctor and regular Western medicine doctor. Oh, well, you know, you are 43, you know, you're, you might be, you know, heading towards menopause. Yeah. And also, you know, maybe if you lose some weight, that'll help. And I'm like, come on. In May, I was fine. And in August, I'm like, Unable to get out of bed. Something's not right. This doesn't make sense. Also the time that I launched the podcast, by the way. (laughs) But it was, it was like I was having the hormonal symptoms of like I was having thyroid issues, symptoms. I was having female hormone issues, the, the weight gain, the fatigue. I had everything you said. So can you talk about how the like trauma piece or the go over the edge? fits in to the extent that it within your your scope? Sure. So this is like the kind of the unit I like to teach or kind of the way I like to teach hormones is so imagine you've got a triangle. We've got video, right? So you see I've got my hands in a triangle and you have four major players in your endocrine or your hormonal system. You have the thyroid, you have your sex hormones, you have the adrenals, which I just talked about, and you have blood sugar. The top the triangle is made up of thyroid, adrenals, and sex hormones. So if you think about a triangle, if any one of those moves up or down, the it's going to affect where the other one is. So if you have either elevated cortisol or too lower cortisol, it's going to affect the thyroid and your sex hormones. And so in a case like what you went through, your your fight flight was getting triggered multiple levels, right? You were getting re-triggered. So it was putting you back into that state, which was putting a lot of stress on your adrenals. Now I don't know what your adrenal state was like going into that. Either you could have gone into hyper adrenals or your cortisol could have been high during that period, which typically when cortisol goes high, it crashes the thyroid out. It can also have an impact on the sex hormones. Similar, your cortisol could crash out this way. It's going to have an impact on the thyroid and the sex hormones. So typically that something, and this we see commonly happen in the 40s, decade of life, right? And for women, that's usually we have children, we might have aging parents, we have our careers going on. It's a big decade. There's a lot going on. And I don't necessarily agree with when women are told when they're 42 years old, you're perimenopausal. They probably are going to menstruate for another 10 more years. The body doesn't start going through true menopause symptoms until you're one or two years before that. Yeah, I'm 52 and and I'm still, now that everything's back on track, I'm still menstruating. Stress impacting your hormones. You were going through an adrenal crash. It could have, again, it could have been a crash or a hyper. Again, I would have wanted to assess that more then. But, and sometimes, you know, sometimes what happens is you go into the over adrenal production and then you crash afterwards. But But so that's kind of what I like to, you know, explain to people is that all of these hormones are so intricately related. You can't have one be off and the others not be affected, right? So, and it's very common when there's stress for thyroid to take a dip. So, and that can usually cause weight gain. The other thing is when your adrenals, either if your cortisol is high, high cortisol will cause your body to produce more blood sugar or to secrete more blood sugar. It breaks down glycogen from the liver. So whether you've eaten or not, when your cortisol levels are high and you go into fight flight or you stay in fight flight, 
you're going to have elevated blood sugar. So we can start to get a disruption in the blood glucose pathway, which can also contribute to weight gain. Now, I didn't mention where. So glucose is typically the thing that holds the triangle up. So this is where diet and lifestyle really comes into keeping your hormones on track is keeping your blood sugar balanced makes it a whole lot easier for that body to keep that thyroid in a stable place. If your blood sugar is doing this, it's very hard to regulate the other hormones. Because again, if you've got, you know, if the thing holding something up is going all over the place, it's hard to keep those in a stable place. So, so those, you know, those pieces are really important. And typically think about when we go through a high stress or triggered, we're not going to take as good of care of ourselves as we normally do, right? If you're someone that you might go for food, oh, yeah. or you might go for I wine. I couldn't even think, honestly. I was yeah, like, you're all over the place. what's your going sleep, on? I was out of it. Right, your is... sleep gets disrupted. And yeah. so this will all have a major impact on blood sugar. And so that will also, you know, contribute to some dysfunction or dysregulation of all three pieces of your, you know, the the top part of that triangle or the endocrine triangle. So, and this is really common. Again, I see this a lot in 40s. A lot of my patients are in that decade of life. They come in and they're like, I'm having hot flashes. I'm not sleeping. I've gained weight. And typically there is something going on with their thyroid, with their adrenals and with their sex hormones. And so the way we kind of start to, obviously we want to test and see where things are, you know, but we want to make sure that their lifestyle habits are in a good place, right? We want to make sure that, and, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of therapy. I have, I have a really hard time working with patients that aren't getting some sort of regular therapeutic support because so, you know, so many of our stressors are emotional triggers and, you know, and sometimes they're unknown triggers, right? And it's, sometimes it's hard to figure that out on your own. So it's really, I'm a really big fan of making sure my patients are getting consistent support. And sometimes that's from therapy. Sometimes that's from talking to their acupuncturist. I just, I, they need somebody to be helping, you know, holding space for them in that, in that kind of emotional capacity. I, I wanted to go, I wanted to bring that up because I wanted to, yes, it is a, first of all, it's a super stressful world. It's the pace of, you know, our modern world is, I think, totally unsustainable for people. You know, if we buy into the fact that we're supposed to be answering these emails every day and answering these phone calls, blah, 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 it's just not possible. It just gets faster and faster and faster. So that's super stressful. But the piece about this past stress that can be kind of going on under the surface and then erupt in response to current stressors is definitely that's, you know, what we're seeing in our practice all the time. And, and I feel like that's a very common situation for people in midlife, women in particular, but not only women. And, and we, and we get this message culturally, again, you know, if you're fat, it's your fault, you're fat. If you're exhausted, you should be managing your stress better. If you're not getting enough sleep, take a pill. You know, there's just, there's such a lack of connecting the way we feel to our bodies and what's actually happening in our bodies. And that's where this perspective is so helpful. Yeah. And, and I think it's almost like a lack of like compassion almost. It's like, oh, if you're fat, it's your fault or this. And it's just like almost like, and, and I, I have a lot of wonderful friends who are, you know, conventional medical, medical, medical practitioners and it's not entirely their fault. They don't know. That's what they time. were taught. They don't have yeah. enough time. To, that's what they were taught. Some of them, it, it was what they were taught, but they've now learned more, but they're in a model where they don't, they get seven minutes for a follow-up. You can't, you can't unpack this kind of stuff in that kind of time, right? Yeah. It takes me seven minutes just Hundreds to chat with people per day. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You have to see so many people a day and, and, you know, to really, especially in the hormonal realm, there's so many intricacies and like, you know, the lab work that I order is, you know, usually seven to 10 pages long. It takes me a full hour to go over those results with the patient. And, and I, I really have found that when people understand what has gone off in their body and understand what we need to do to get things back, you know, to a normal state. Like when I teach them what meditation does, like what it actually does to the brain, what it does. And really cool fact is what I explained, you know, those off buttons getting down regulated and that, you know, the receptor in the hypothalamus. Meditation helps the body produce more of those receptors. So, you know, and, and we know meditation increases resiliency, but that's actually like the physiological resiliency is having those off buttons there, the ability to be able to turn off. And most of my patients, when they come in, they are stuck in fight flight and they, they've tried meditating, they've tried relaxing. They can't relax because their brain right now is stuck in a pattern where it literally doesn't have the capability to physically turn off. So, you know, what I love about natural medicine is we can use, there are herbs and homeopathics and some things that, 
can also stimulate the body to make more of those off buttons. So we can give them enough so then they can actually, you know, maybe actually start to relax in a meditative practice or a mindfulness practice or, you know, whatever that practice might be that they're working with. So, yeah, and I, you know, I have a podcast as well and I'm, I'm really big on my show every, every week. The message is whatever you're going through, make sure you're getting support. Make sure you have someone like walking you through and make sure it's someone that spends the time and it's really going to help you figure out what's going on and teach you what's going on in your body and what you can do to get your body where you want it to be. And, you know, again, support, I think, is so important, not only for a journey like this, but just for our nervous systems in general, right? Oh, yeah. Knowing that you have support is so beneficial. That is so true. And it's so isolating when you suddenly, you go from feeling like a vital young person to a huge, uh, such a rapid change. There's nothing wrong with the process of menopause. It's a natural thing, yeah. but it's not meant to happen on one day you're here and the next day you're in a completely different place. And it feels yeah. very isolating. Like what's wrong with me? Why am I losing control of my body like this? And, and am I no longer you know, youthful and what I was and, and the messages about that, it just, it's that in itself is very isolating. So I appreciate what you said about your, the testing that you do. I know for myself, having the really in-depth testing, let's look at everything is like, and then like, this means this, and this means this, and this relates to this. And, oh, this is too high. This is too low. And here's how we can address it. It's empowering because people have you know, knowledge is power and people have somebody taking the time to say, I care enough about you and your body to help you understand and let's collaboratively develop a plan for you. So let's talk about what are, in addition to meditation, herbs, homeopathics, what are some of the ways that you help people get these hormones? I know there's like a lot of variation, but getting their hormones back into balance. So, I mean, it's going to start by figuring out what you know, what, where the imbalances are, but the majority of people I work, I like to work on their adrenal function first and lifestyle wise, that's going to look like making sure they're getting adequate rest. And if they're coming in and they're kind of stuck in that, like tired and wired phase, they're not sleeping, they're, they're agitated, they're up, their nervous system is kind of in that stuck being on place. We work on practicing relaxing. So that's like the number, I'm just like, just like if you were to want to run a 10K and you're not a runner, you would not expect to wake up tomorrow and run six miles. You would run a little bit a few times a week and slowly increase that. So, and I'll tell people, hey, I'm going to just have you, my favorite thing is to tell people to lay down for 10 minutes per day, no phone, nothing, and just get quiet. You can meditate if you want, but it's just, I call it getting horizontal. And I love for people to do it in the middle of the day. And so it's teaching the body, it's okay to calm down during the workday. We don't need to be stuck up in heightened fight flight all day long. So, and I'll tell them probably for the first two weeks, this is going to feel extremely uncomfortable. If you're going to be like, what am I doing? I should be doing something else. But you've got to, just like the first time you go for a run, if you're not a runner, it's going to be uncomfortable until you practice doing it. And the brain, the more that you practice and, and teach it, hey, it's okay for you to do this. It, you know, it, it wants to work with you. So it will, it will start to do that for you. So that's one of the main like lifestyle practices that I put into place. So again, I, I like to get, I like to get people sleeping. So that's one of the big things we work on. And is so, there a, is there a number that you tell people? That's going to vary. I, I'm really big on making sure people are getting enough hours before midnight. So the hours before midnight are are more beneficial then. So it's better to sleep from 10 to 6 than it is from 12 to 8, even though it's the same number of hours. You get, it's more restorative for your circadian rhythm and for your adrenals to get even like, to go to bed at 11 and wake up at 7. So that's really good like, info. That's really good info. I didn't know that. Yeah. And, and this is more like, I learned this from Chinese medicine, you know, in Chinese mm -hmm. medicine, every hour of the clock has, you know, it, it correlates to a different organ. And for the adrenals, you really need that before midnight sleep time. And so again, and if you're someone staying up late, we slowly work that bedtime back a little bit, you know, so even if you're going to bed at 1130, right, that's going to, that's going to make, so baby steps, I'm big on baby steps. So getting sleep under control and, you know, we talk about sleep hygiene, getting electronics out of the bedroom, TVs out of the bedroom, you know, stopping screen time before, you know, a certain point before bed, baths, magnesium, all the things we can do to kind of get the body in a calm state. And, and this is really important because one of the things I didn't really touch on when I was talking about the adrenals is they are what control your circadian rhythm. So, and in the morning, our cortisol should be high. And as it goes throughout the day, our cortisol levels drop off and they're at their lowest, right? Usually around 10 p.m. on a normal circadian rhythm. And when cortisol is at its lowest, melatonin will be at its highest. They have direct opposing action. So 
if you're staring at a screen, you know, right before you go to bed, blue light will stop the production of melatonin from the pineal gland. So, and when melatonin production is low, the body thinks, oh, melatonin is low. I probably should make cortisol. So it will up the cortisol. So it's really important to have this circadian rhythm going. I'm a huge fan of a small dose of melatonin before bed, even if it doesn't do anything to your sleep. Most of us spend a lot of time on screens. And so most of our melatonin production is not optimal. So a baby dose of melatonin can really help just reset those circadian rhythms. And then, you know, we, I, we also talk about getting morning sunlight. So like trying to get outside without sunglasses, so have your eyes get sunlight before noon. So if you can get out, I know it's hard when it's gray, but if you can get outside and I'm a huge fan of light boxes as well. So if, if you live in a place where it's gray and there isn't much sunlight or it's raining, use your light box in the morning because that will tell the body, hey, I'm supposed to be making cortisol right now. I'm supposed to be. So again, all of this are tools to kind of get that circadian rhythm in check. And when that's in check, it's a lot easier to regulate the thyroid. It's a lot easier to regulate the, the sex hormones. So usually I like to start with that, you know, that piece. And, and, and usually when my patients come in, they're going to have some dysfunction in all of these areas. So sometimes we might be doing a little bit of like if someone comes in and they're in a hypothyroid state, I'm going to treat their thyroid as well. And so usually I, I work with adrenals and then we move into the thyroid realm. And oftentimes when those two are are in a good place, the sex hormones kind of work themselves out, particularly in that 40s decade. If Once we move into menopause, it's a little bit of a different story. But when you're in, you know, 30s, 40s, in, when adrenals and thyroid are regulated and blood sugar is under control, the sex hormones, it's almost like people will be like, wow, my periods just went back to normal. I have no more PMS. This is fantastic. We didn't even do anything for that. And I find a lot of patients... Mm-hmm that were kind of trying to do things on their own. They're like, oh, well, I was taking this herb for estrogen progesterone balance and I was doing this and I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. And, you know, and it was matching the symptoms. They were like, oh, well, you know, my it's showing like I have, you know, I'm having like really bad PMS. Usually that means low progesterone, but I'm doing this thing. But they weren't, they didn't address the adrenal piece. And so it's really hard to get the body to regulate the sex hormones if that circadian rhythm and adrenal piece isn't, isn't in a good place. Yeah, that's a challenge because there's so many things out there and you're like, oh, maybe this will make me feel better, but it's not a holistic approach. You're not looking at the whole situation. So you are really treating a symptom without seeing why is that symptom there? Exactly. And you don't know. You know, we were just saying earlier that we live in such a stressful time. It's really stressful to be you know, struggling with a health issue in today's time. There's so much information out there. If you're yeah. on social media, every influencer is like, well, take this and do this and do that. Or you get on Google and Google's like, do this or do that. It's like information overwhelm. And mm-hmm. that itself can be really, really stressful, right? So again, this is why it's really important. And, you know, I always share this on my podcast or with my patients. I have a naturopathic doctor. I have all this knowledge. I can't treat myself. I get really overwhelmed. I'm like, well, I have all these treatment therapies available and I can't see myself objectively. So when I have an issue... I call my doctor. I'm like, hey, can you help me walk through this and help, you know, and I just try to pretend I don't know anything. <laughs> like, please, please help me figure this out. So it's, it's you know, with, with this stuff, it's like this balance. You want to be empowered and you want to be knowledgeable and you want to know what's going on in your health. But you also, it's really nice to have someone be like, hey, I'm looking at your case from over here. I can see the whole piece or all of the pieces. And here's what my recommendation is to move you from where you, where you are to where you want to be. Well, that's another example of, like you said, support. It's not yes, exactly. It's not about you have to figure it all out yourself. You have to solve this problem yourself. You know, I can't let anyone know. I, it's only on me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Versus oh, like totally. we're connected and we're meant to be yeah. connected. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to find that, you know, some aspects of what healing, how healing happens are related to the connection between, you know, and it's not just like, who do you feel comfortable with, but that there is a healing oh, in the connection. 100%. Yeah. yeah. That was one of the things I loved my training so much. And we took a bunch of classes that talked about like just the therapeutic effect of sitting with a practitioner. And, you know, I, I, I saw this woman, she was a homeopath. It's called a their classical homeopath. All she did was homeopathy. And she would sometimes spend two hours taking a case and she wouldn't even give the patient a remedy for, she would wait a while to decide what remedy but oftentimes her patients would get much better within the first few days afterwards. And I see this with my patients too. I had someone message me actually yesterday. I saw her on Friday last week and yesterday she's like, I feel like a new person. All of my symptoms are gone. This is amazing. These, these, you know, these remedies must be amazing. And, and 
the remedies work. They don't usually work that quickly. Usually they take a few weeks. That for her, like she got so much value out of being listened to, out of me telling, explaining what was going on. And, you know, there's always a little bit of a placebo effect in anything that you do, right? Whether it's therapy or a medication or an herbal medicine. And the placebo effect is an amazing effect. I, I think we should. I know. I want to say maybe we, we should. Yeah. Oh, I, I tell my placebo patients. Placebo really like, is differently instead of like, oh, there's no treatment, but it's you just think you feel better. That's not what it is. No, it's, it's your brain. Like your brain's like, yeah, it's hope. And your brain is so powerful. If your brain believes it can get better, guess what? You're much more likely to get better. Mm. If your brain believes that a glass of water on the table has a magic elixir in it that's going to give you energy, it's much more likely that that water is going to give you a little bit of energy versus if you tell your brain, wow, this water, it's got E. coli in it. You know, some people have <laughs> such a strong placebo that they're going to get diarrhea after drinking that water, right? And I usually explain this to my patients. I'm like, let's play into the placebo effect. When you take your supplements, I want you to tell your brain, this is really helping me do this. Mm. I'm taking this for this reason. And then it almost amplifies the, you know, the, the potency of whatever you're doing. Because you know, our, our brains, our brains control everything, right? Our brains and, you know, and I think we see this in the, in the oncology world, you know, patients that have an amazing attitude and they know they're going to get better. They make it, they get better, Right. And there's research on that that shows that like, a positive attitude actually improves your outcome. And that's yeah. true in, in any sort of medicine. I mean, I can usually tell within the first five minutes, like whether a patient is going to improve quickly or if it's going to take a while, just by the way that they talk about their body and they talk about themselves. And, you know, I do, I do a lot of coaching with, with my patients when they work with me, because, you know, if you're constantly saying things like my body is broken and it's working against me and guess what? Your brain hears that. Yeah. Your brain hears everything. It listens to your thoughts. It listens to, you know, what you're telling it. It listens to what you're telling other people. Not that we can't, you know, you need to be able to share what's going on and complain. But if your constant thought pattern is, I'm never going to get better. I'm never going to get better. And I see this with weight loss a lot, right? People are like, I can't lose weight. I can't lose weight. I can't lose weight. They say it over and over and over again. Well, I guess that's what the brain's going to hear. So we do a lot of coaching in our office to start to like shift, shift those mindsets and shift the, like the inner dialogue. So that makes, makes a huge difference as well. Yeah. And I, I believe that our systems are oriented towards wanting to heal. And at the same time, there can be like a negativity bias that can really, you know, it's not like the person is causing it, but it's just like, it's a barrier to, to the healing that they're trying to achieve. But I love the, the beautiful, it's kind of an affirmation, you know, like it's almost like manifesting. It's like this will it is. help it's like me. Manifesting. Yeah. yeah, this will help me. And there are actually, there's a certain percentage of the population that has like a, a higher, they're more susceptible to the placebo effect. And it has to do with how they produce and break down serotonin. So there's some genetic mm. testing we can do and I can find out, hey, you actually, you are more susceptible to the placebo effect. And if you have that, it's like, hey, you want to play into that. Everyone, you know, the placebo effect works on everyone, but some people it works a little bit more. And, you know, usually those people are called gullible or whatnot, but it's, they really, they have really powerful brains, right? Their brain is like that much more powerful over their, over their physical healing, which is so cool, I think. I think so too. And I think, you know, more and more, we're just going to realize that people, people have so many gifts that may not be available to everyone, but just because those experiences, like, you know, supposedly being gullible, but it's really having like a beneficial mind. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and yes, a beneficial yeah. effect of hope, yes. you know, or of, yeah. of belief in the potential that that's a good thing. So, well, Aaron, yeah. I know that, I know that you have recently, in addition to your practice. Okay. So first of all, let's start off with, do you serve people in Maryland only? No, I treat people all over the country. So yeah, so we can do virtual consults and yeah, I, I work with people all over the country. I feel Great. like COVID really helped helped grow that aspect because it didn't really matter where, you know, where yeah. you were. Well, good, because so, yeah. our listeners are all over the country and all over the world. Sure. There might be some people who have nobody in their area that they could yeah. work with. Yeah. Um, I would, so if you're listening and you're wanting to work with a naturopathic doctor, the best place to go is naturopathic.org. And you can type in your zip code and it'll list all of the licensed naturopathic doctors. If you want to work with someone who has the same degree that I have. And again, I'm happy to, you know, either myself or I'm probably going to stop taking new patients here soon, but I have a, co a colleague that I just brought on and she's fantastic and she does similar hormone work. And so you can call our office and schedule a free consult if you're interested. Wonderful. And, and also maybe they can probably go on your website too. 
Yes. Like if they're international or something. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then I also know from our conversation before we started recording that you've actually recently developed another way to make your work accessible. Can you tell a little bit about that before we finish? Sure. So I just launched something called the Hormone Health Academy, where I dive deep into kind of stuff we were talking about today, adrenals, thyroid, and sex hormones. And it's a weekly call, um, a Zoom where I teach, and then we do a live Q&A, and it's membership-based. And the goal of that is really, I get so many patients that call and they're like, I want to try to do this through conventional medicine. And I, I don't know what to ask for testing wise. I don't really know where to start. So I'm teaching, hey, here's the test you need to have run. Here's how to talk to your doctor about what's going on. Here's what you want to look for if you're looking for supplements. So I'm going to kind of help you navigate this and kind of give you some, you know, place to start. If you're like, hey, I think things are off. I'm maybe not quite ready to make the investment to work with someone one-on-one and, you know, without insurance, I can kind of teach you how you can start to see some impact, you know, on your physical health just by things at home or, you know, working within the, the system that you're already in. Well, that's so wonderful because, you know, I mentioned how in our area, it's still kind of a smaller community who seeks out these types of services, but there are many places where people do not have that option in person. Yes. You know, yes. and, you know, yeah. or maybe they live on a mountain and they would have to drive five hours and being able to get the information to be empowered and take their health back, you know, is really valuable. Yeah, it's really valuable. And again, what we've been talking about, it's really, I think it's really important to understand all of these, you know, understand what's happening in your body hormonally, what's supposed to happen. So I, I, I teach like, how is your body supposed to work? How are all these things supposed to work? And then what happens in these hormones when you get certain symptoms and, and then how do we get you back to how it was supposed to be working? Well, Thank you. Thank you for what you're doing to to educate people and to help people address these confusing, overwhelming challenges and for coming here to my podcast today to Therapy Chat to share about it with our listeners. I'm so grateful. Thank you for having me. This was a great conversation. Loved it. Well, thank you. And Erin, where can people, what is your website where people can find all this good stuff? Yep. So if you go to www.drerin, spelled D-R and then erinkinney.com. And if you want to just go and like learn a little bit more about me, I hang out a lot on Instagram at Dr. Kinney and I've got videos and there's always stories. And you could also go check out my podcast, which is the Dr. Kinney show. And we cover hormones and a lot more on that on that show. Fabulous. Wonderful. Thank you again for being my guest today. Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of five stars on Trustpilot and has a five-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today. Thank you for listening to Therapy Chat with your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. For more information, please visit therapychatpodcast.com.